Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. How's it going? We're back for another week of Bold Sports. We're on episode 29, Matt. It's Is it really another week? It is another week. Because it was like, it's been cold every time we've done this damn show. I know, right? It's cold again tonight, and I'm starting to wonder. I mean, we, we actually... started, we started what? The first week of September. First week yeah. of football season, right before, you know, so I guess, what was that? It wasn't August? cold, but it, you know, it was... It was fall, it was, it was getting cold. You know, I, I'm all about winter. I know we're in Pittsburgh, we're up north, you know, and it's cold. I expect winter from... You know, October through mid-March. Mm. Now we're in the second week of April, and it's like fucking over this shit. We're yeah, supposed right, to get right. another six to eight inches of snow this weekend. Is that really six to eight? Depending on where you're at. Well, I am not in six to eight. I'm just not. I, I, you, and like, if anybody wants to tell me otherwise, then I guess like we can argue about it, but I'm not. I'm not it, in that. I'm not it, having it. it. It's not going to happen. I mean, it, it, they said there's potential. I mean, there's potential for everything to yeah. just end by then. I mean, there's... You know. Yeah, I, I'm just over it, uh, weather-wise. Like, look, I just want—I brought—I bought two dozen golf balls. I haven't had a chance to get out to a range yet because of the weather. And the days it has been 60 degrees, been fucking pouring down rain the mm. whole time. You're better off going to like a heated range. Well, like, it's cool springs. It's I can go up to whole cool springs, and they have the covering at least. Mm. But still, it's like, ugh, it doesn't feel right. My body says no. My yeah. body says, oh, it's too cold for that shit. I got this driver that you you might have to check out. I think it's a little too long for me. I got, I got it part of a set from like a thrift store. Yeah. They were like take take them all, you know, take the bag, take everything. So um, I haven't swung it yet, but it feels a little long, you know. I mean, you it's, know, it's a good one. I mean, you have your shoes on, so you're five six. I mean, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, works. I had my shoes on when I was swinging the golf clubs too. But just don't play golf barefoot. It will be really be long. No, I don't. I don't think you could do that. First of all, I'm bad enough at driving. Actually, the I I have on. I have a friend of mine that does play golf barefoot. But does he drive the cart? Yes, barefoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, my luck, I'd you know lose a foot. He drives his regular cart barefoot. Well, he's one of those crazy hippie guys. That's you know, and he's also the one that makes you mad because he plays golf about three times a year and still drives the ball 300 yards dead straight every time. That doesn't make me mad. He's, I get mad when I don't do something like that. I mean, you I'm, know, not, I'm not in golf to like hate on other people, you know. No, no, no. But it's like about, he, it's all about the mental battle. Yeah, it's like inside. he plays golf probably about once a month and gets out and drives the ball dead straight 300 yards every time. And it's me that plays three or four days a week that gets to maybe like 225, 230 average, and I have a fade. Yeah. You know, and sometimes a fade's nice though. But also, we're in that problem of you know. We're like normal sized guys. The dude I'm talking about is like six foot five and skinny. It's the tall, lanky guys and the short, brown guys that kill the ball. A tall, lanky hippie. Are you friends with Bill Walton? <laughs> it, no, unfortunately. I would love to be friends with Bill Walton. Yeah. That'd be awesome. He'd just take over and talk. We wouldn't get any podcasting done. No, no. We'd be talk- he'd be talking about like the Grateful Dead show in 1985 at like. You know, San Francisco, Candlestick Park. We, we try to steer him to, like, one of the Pittsburgh shows, at least, to talk about. Which, did you know, I just read online from Sean, uh, 
McDowell on DVE. Great, great local music that, history tweets. That, that guy. No, they're, they're so great local music history tweets. That, like, you know, the Grateful Dead 30 years ago today played uh, sh- played uh, uh, two shows at Civic Arena, and that's where um, some of the Deadhead fa- the Deadheads uh, like stormed the arena and the gates because they weren't being let in. And then they also rioted and like threw rocks at like mounted police and whatnot. And uh, Sophie Masloff, the great Sophie Masloff that was mayor at the time, was, you know, called them like dead head beats and like stuff like that. Kind of like the dead enders. Dead enders, yeah. yeah. Did did you see that tweet and uh, that post today? I didn't see that. I I remember that story. Like, so that was really 30 years ago. Mm. So that, like, I remember that when that happened. Like, I didn't know what the Grateful Dead was all about. Right. I was eight years old. Like, I probably had heard you know, a song or two on DVE, but I didn't, like, have any connection to it, really, and it was, like, a riot at a concert. My introduction to the Grateful Dead was when I was, like, five years old, and my uncle, and we were, it was Christmas time, and we put the train up around a Christmas tree, and my uncle kept playing Casey Jones and telling me about it, and my grandma, (laughs) and my grandmother comes in and goes, hey, Ma, look who I tossed David, and she goes, what? He goes, hey, who's driving the train? I was like, Casey Jones. He's like, why is it all fast and crazy? He goes, because he's high in cocaine. My grandma's like, Richard. Yeah, you shouldn't know that stuff, man. <laughs> I was like five. Yeah, see, that's... <laughs> it's yeah. like 1984. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know, you're going to learn about it sooner or later. What with being a bartender and all. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> shit, that was... Yeah, my first bartending shift. Hey, you're getting tired? Here, go to the bathroom. Take some of that. Here's the folded dollar. Man, we're getting into like... Uh, <laughs> we're getting into like subpoena territory here on Bold Sports. So like... Uh, There's a statute of limitations. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> speaking of limitations... Uh, speaking of limitations, how was your sports weekend? Well, I was going to say like I didn't really get to watch much of the Women's Final Four. Dude, I was off on Sunday. It was great. I was actually off all day Sunday. Amanda was like, you know, did her typical, like, go make me my pancakes. It's mm. Sunday. You're actually off work. So, of course, I made pancakes. I obliged. And um, who doesn't? And then, um, so I made some breakfast, and I plopped my ass on the couch. Mm. And I started watching uh, the golf tournament. And, of course, uh, well, no, first was the hockey game. I was between the uh, uh, Flyers-Bruins, mm-hmm. which was early. And then I was, and then the Pirates game, they played 1 o'clock. The first game of the, the doubleheader. The doubleheader. Then, so the Flyers-Bruins game was over, and then the golf tournament came on, which was the Houston Open. And I was watching that. And then uh, I was back and forth between that and the Pirates game. And then Pirates game got over after it frustrated me a little bit. We'll get into that later. And uh, I took a nap. I took like a two-hour nap. It was awesome with the cat. Me and the cat chilled out on the couch, took a two-hour nap together. Wow. And then... Um, I wish my cat would let me sleep two straight hours. <laughs> she curls up right next to me, like, Aww. snuggle with her. And then, um, and then I got into watching, uh, finished the golf tournament, cooked dinner while the golf tournament was going on. And then I got into the 6 o'clock pirate game because it was a doubleheader. And then it was the Women's National Championship. And then there was also Penn's game was that mm. night as well. 7.30 Penn's game. So Amanda was kind of sports out by the end of it. 
And then, of course, after the news, she's like, oh, and you're going to watch the sports showdown with Bob Pompiani. It's like, of course, it's Sunday. Of course, I'm going to watch the sports Pompiani doesn't take Easter Sunday off. Pompiani doesn't take any days off. That's why Pompiani ain't easy. It's true. <laughs> it is true. But, I mean, come on. It's Easter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we had we had the women's game on at the place where I was. But, um, you know, it wasn't going so well for Notre Dame in the second quarter. So, we, you know, it was about that time that everyone broke up and left the party. And, you know, by the time I got back home and, like, got situated, they're, they're, before they're, I could even turn the TV on, I grabbed my phone. and it's Stupid. Like endless, <laughs> endless. It already happened. But just this ridiculous buzzer beater. Same know. chick. Can't pronounce her name. Akika? Akika? Omondawi? Ogbunwale? Ogbenwale. Can't pronounce her name to save her life. Doesn't matter. She's called Clutch. Yeah, because uh, she hit that buzzer beater against UConn in you know, uh, was, overtime. No, I was talking to someone about which of those shots was better. Like, I think personally the one in the finals was better because it was less set and more crazy. It was less set, like, more crazy. He was saying that the one in the semi was better because she was able to set herself and that's part of, like... You know, that it was more UConn's like defense control, broke less down. of a desperation luck kind of factor. Like, give me, like, the desperation luck factor. Yeah, but here's like, the deal. You don't, she you don't hit, get that shot away. If she didn't if hit that lucky, shot, like, if she know? didn't hit that shot in the semifinals against UConn, there was, they weren't going to the Final Four. Well, obviously, but I mean... Because they were down by one, and she hit a three. You could have said beating UConn is the real championship, just because of the amount of pressure... You know that it takes to beat UConn when nobody beats UConn. I mean, that's like saying you know the Cleveland Browns beat the Steelers in regular seasons. They're a Super Bowl. I mean, it's not, but I get it. I it mean, might be. I mean, you might if you beat UConn in a close game and then blow out Mississippi State in the finals, then like everyone says, like, well, like the real championship game was against UConn when they had. But they didn't blow out there. Mississippi State. They didn't. That's, that's why. Thing. Yeah. It didn't go to overtime, but it came no. damn near close. Came, came damn close. Um, you know, I, I saw the replay a billion times in my Twitter feed before I was able to, like, even get a TV on. Yep. Um, you know, it just shows a couple things. One is that it takes about half a basketball game to drive home to Brookline from Hampton Township, even on a Sunday. Yeah. That'll happen. <laughs> and two, um, I don't know, I should have been streaming it, maybe? Uh, had Speaking Julia drive? No, nah, she she wasn't with me. Oh, yeah, and and put anyway, on your no. dashboard on the phone. You just listen on the radio. Yeah, that's true. You know, you just tilt the phone towards your passenger seat so you're not tempted to like look, look at, at it. it. Yeah, you know, because you got to watch twenty eights. Got twenty eights, bitch. Yeah. So anyway, like the the women's basketball was, you know, I think better than the men's final four. I do as well. I think the women's tournament this year, especially the the final four for sure. The men's tournament was just crazy all over the board, and then the final four ended up being two number ones, a number three, and a number eleven, which was Lola. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of got owned by Michigan in that, yeah. in that final, in that final semifinal game. There, um, it, I, Michigan was tough. Michigan was tough that whole game, and then even in the final game against Villanova, they hung in there mm-hmm. until the last ten minutes. Yeah. In the last 10 minutes is when Nova took off on them. I mean, it was tight at the half. Uh, you know, and in the last 10 minutes was, was whenever Nova just took over and became Nova again. Yeah, I wasn't really into the final after the first half. Well, how about Kansas in that semifinal? Didn't even show up. 
I, I barely even watched that game. Oh, well, I had people at the bar that were there wearing Kansas gear, and they're hanging out, and they're like, you're mm-hmm. going to have the game on. I'm like, of course we're going to have the game on. game on. And they're sitting there wearing their Kansas gear, and they left at halftime. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, fuck that yeah. shit. We're going home. Yeah, see, like, <laughs> um, you know, I Loyola, you know, they, they made a game of it for a while, but, um, you know, it just wasn't to be. Um, I'm glad. I picked Villanova in my work bracket. I didn't come close to winning anything. But well, you won our picked, bracket. At least I picked the final. Yeah, so I won. I won the bracket for no money. Yeah, and I picked the right winning team in my work bracket, but I still won no money because I picked so many, so many, so many other games wrong. And it, probably the, the worst bracket I've ever done. Well, yeah, but probably the other people that won that bracket in your work bracket pool probably also picked a lot of games too, and were like, "How the hell does this happen?" Because mm. you had a sixteen upset of one. Oh, uh, you know, you had some crazy shit going on. You had Lola being a Cinderella team going all the way to Final Four, the 11 seed. Um, you know, just some other crazy upsets going on throughout the men's. The men's tournament was exciting the first two, three days, the first the first four days, the first and second round. Oh, yeah. It was exciting in the 16 and the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. And then the Final Four ended up being not as exciting as, it, as we thought it was going to turn out to be. It often is that way. Um, it is, yeah, it is. We've we've had some we've had some good ones over the past couple of years. We've been pretty lucky. Uh, the Butler, Butler, the Duke back to back to back awesome Butler, final. Duke. Yeah, um, you know Villanova, North Carolina. Butler won one of those, right? Or they lose both? They lost. They lost both. I think Butler won now. Okay, because they played Duke. They played Duke one year and UNC the next. Yeah, it's all good stuff. I'm I'm glad Villanova won. Um, because I picked them, I'm also glad that the team that won the tournament had to come through Pittsburgh. Um, that was nice. It'd be and nice. It would be nice to have Pittsburgh host uh, like a regional sometime, like the final, like the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, you know, I don't think getting, we're big enough. How are we not big enough to host the Sweet Sixteen? Because they hold that shit at like football stadiums. No, not the Sweet Sixteen. Oh, not oh the Sweet Sixteen. They don't. But the Final Four. Yeah, we can't them. have the Final Four because we don't have. We we need like a dome that's for the Steelers. Yeah. To host that. Yeah, um, you know they don't. They don't. I mean, even like the biggest, like twenty thousand seat arena, isn't gonna be big enough in their estimation. Yeah. for the final four. Yeah, the final. Well, the women's final four is held in Columbus, which is their hockey arena, which holds twenty thousand people. Um, but for the men's, it's all the about men's like is, the Georgia Dome. Yeah, the men's. The freaking, it's the, where, where was it at this year? Um, Alamo. Alamo. Dome. Alamo, Alamo, Dome. Alamo Dome. The Alamo. Yeah. Adobe. Um, yeah, down in San Antonio. Can you say Adobe? Adobe, yeah. Um, but they had that going on. Um, so, college basketball's over. So now we're stuck with... Um, baseball just started. We'll talk, a little, we'll talk a little baseball after the break. Uh, with, then we have uh, golf's in full swing. Um, NHL playoffs start next week. Yeah. NBA playoffs start next week. Now, there's a lot of jockeying still in the NHL. Uh, after what I was reading, it's pretty well set who's in. It's now a matter of seeding. Right. Same um, with the NBA. Same um, with the NBA. I mean, we'll talk about that later. I pulled some of the stats up on that, and I have them saved on my phone. I can pull them up real quick. Um, but this, is, to me, is one of the greatest weekends of the year. It's Masters weekend. Mm. It's Masters week. So... Uh, for those of you that have lived under a rock for the last hundred and some years, um, the Masters is PGA Tour's elite event. Um, it's probably the most prized of the majors to win. 
uh, basically because of all the exemptions that come with it. Uh, you, you, when you win the Masters, the purse is 11 million split between everybody that plays. So the winner, uh, you know, sometimes it only gets a couple hundred thousand. Uh, the green jacket, of course, is very important. That's where the green jacket is. And um, the exemptions, where you have a lifetime exemption to qualify for the Masters. You get to, you win it, you get to play forever until you don't want to play anymore. Um, you're exempt from the actual qualifications for all the other majors, like the U.S. Open for 10 years, and uh, the British Open for, like, 10 years, and the PGA for, like, you know, eight years or something or whatever it is. And then you get all the other exemptions for the other tournaments. And You get to have a special dinner just for you. You do. Uh, for Tuesday night is the – Tuesday night is it when – I think it's Tuesday night they do it. They do the champion's dinner. Uh -huh. And uh, the previous champion that won last year gets to pick the menu. Uh -huh. uh, and, they, and everybody that's a past champion of the Masters that – uh, attends. They all wear their green jackets, and mm. they have uh, an awesome, amazing dinner. And it, it's been anything from like chicken tenders and fries to um, full-on like seven-course celebrity chef catered dinners. Mm. Like it's you know, I know like, what I'd have for mine. What's that? What would you have for your master's dinner? Steak salad with French fries. Steak salad, French. Everybody would have to eat a steak salad, French. Fries. Everybody. Everybody's getting a, a Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh steak Pittsburgh salad. salad, medium rare, medium rare ranch dressing, medium rare ribeye, ranch dressing, Kobe Jack shredded cheese, fries, cucumbers, egg, hard boiled egg, hard boiled egg, tomato, <laughs> you know, tomato, tomato, cucumber, and croutons and carrot, shredded carrot. Oh man, yeah, and some purple cabbage. Yeah, so you know, like. <laughs> Get out there on the driving range. Don't let these bad temperatures like dissuade you. Like you want to win the Masters, it starts. So you can have a chicken or steak. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have chicken. You know, a little heart healthier. For <laughs> yeah, some yeah. Of the, some of the senior tour guys. Some of the senior tour guys. Um, <laughs> no, it's your dinner. You, you my dinner. They... Well, I say either one or the other. Okay, <laughs> and we'll have like a like a live live omelet station, but with salads. You know. Uh, yeah, I, I I think my my champions dinner would consist of uh, wagyu tomahawk ribeyes mm. with um, fried sunny side up quail eggs uh, and a nice a nice lobster tail. Yeah, I'd be down on that. Aren't you fancy? I am fancy. If I get to pick whatever I want to eat, that's what I want to eat. Oh. Uh, so with this Masters. This week, this week we have um, 87 players uh, to compete in the field. It's the lowest number in years of competitors. Um, Tiger is the talk of the week, uh, but the field is tough and very competitive. You have Jordan Spieth, of course, uh, who who won one year and shit to bed the next when he was leading. He led 50. He led over 54 holes, uh, and he he blew up on number 12. And had a triple bogey on number twelve, or or it was a quad bogey, quad bogey on number twelve, and he recovered, but not enough to win. Um, and then you have uh, who you got Dustin Johnson, who's a favorite in that. Ricky Fowler still looking for his first major overall, going in there. Uh, Justin Thomas, uh, he's in there, and then you got Phil Mickelson at forty-seven years old, could be the oldest potential. Masters winner. Uh, Jack Nicholson, of course, won at 46. 
Jack Nicholas. Oh yeah, Jack Nicholas. I do that all the time. Yeah, too. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was in The Shining. Yes, <laughs> that's different. Um, but Jack, Jack Nicholas uh, won at forty six, uh, and that was his last Masters victory. That was his last um, major victory, as well. Um, now they did today hold the annual par three tournament. Uh, it's a nine hole course. They use the par threes that are on the main course and they also have a uh, executive course down there that's par threes uh and they they go back and forth between them and this is all of the family day uh where they get to have like the wives caddy for them, grandkids kids play um uh, justin thomas had um you know one of the he pulled a kid out of the grandstands to come over and make his like tap in putt for him for birdie yeah. for birdie and, and then, then he get the kid ejected from the course afterwards. <laughs> no, he signed a ball and signed a glove for him and sent it back to his parents. Oh, um, and the kid didn't say thank you, Mr. Thomas, so he got kicked out. Exactly. You're gone. You're gone. Um, but no, so you had uh, so Jack Nicholas has 22 grandkids. Every year he has one of his grandkids caddy for him. And we're watching the highlight now on ESPN as we're recording. And uh, I showed Matt the highlight on Twitter. Uh, we retweeted it on Bold Sports on Twitter. It's uh, Bold PGH um, Sports. His grandson, 15 years old, has him come up and says, you're, you're taking the shot. All the players. He was playing with uh, um, Tom Watson and Gary Player. And they all had their caddies, which were like their grandkids or whatever. Take the shot, and Jack Nicholas's grandson Gary Nicholas hits the shot and puts an ace in. And it's of course it's the first time he's no grand. He's, and he's wearing the caddy. He's gear. wearing the caddy gear. Like, he's wearing I've the caddy never, overalls. I've never worn overalls to the golf course. I don't know what it's like. It can't be easier. No, it can't it, be. Like it's hard to get on the damn green for me, let alone in the hole in one shot. And it can't be easier if you're wearing like a freaking smock. Correct. Um. So, he's wearing the caddy gear, and he's 15 years old. He gets his first ever hole one. Now, he's Jack Nicholas's grandson, so the kid better be somewhat good at golf. And if he's taking direction from his grandfather, be like, this is where you want to hit it. Because they set these pins up to where if you hit them in certain ways, and those greens under the undulations are ridiculous. Mm. Um, you'll see on Sunday, like the 16th hole on Sunday, the way the pin set is it's, it's very hole-in-one capable. Which is awesome. Uh, also on 16, that's the hole that if you ever watched them, they were they um, skip the ball across the lake onto the green. If you ever watched that, they usually, they, they do that as well. Always? Yeah, it's a thing on Tuesday practice that they go on Tuesday practice. And when they get to 16, they tee the ball up right next to the pond and they take the shot and they, they hit the shot and skip the ball across the pond and onto the green. I'll pull a video up before you show you. Oh, man. It's pretty awesome. I love skipping stones. Like, I don't think I could do it with a golf club. Like, I always It's hard. I've tried you know, it. You hit it low enough to, like... Uh, it's a tiger... It's a... It's a... It's a... It's a tiger stinger. Okay. <laughs> it's a... Uh, I'll, I'll pull the video up. I, I right. probably can't... I gotta see this. I probably can't perform it either. We gotta go practice. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go practice uh, uh, Hickory Heights, number no, one. No, you're down... That wharf down behind Heinz Field. Oh, uh, the wharf down behind Heinz Field? Yeah, see, we just give it a Station there. Square? Yeah. All right. There <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Station Square... Uh, Tony Fanu, uh, he had an ace today, 
Uh, he suffered a rolled ankle no. during his celebration. Matt didn't even watch the video. I retweeted the video. Go ahead to Bolt Sports on Twitter. Bolt Sports PGH on Twitter. Look it up. I retweeted the video. Um, he celebrates, um, and he rolls his ankle and rolled it pretty bad where he had to stop, and he popped it right back into place. I've rolled my ankle like that. You've rolled your ankle like that, I'm sure, riding bikes. Uh, Not riding bikes, maybe. But basketball. Basketball. Shit, I've rolled, you know? and where you had to, like, pop it back into place. No, I've never had to pop anything anywhere. Oh, shit. I sprain, I sprain something, and, like, it doesn't come apart. It doesn't. <laughs> You know, you, you stretch things in manners where they're not meant to be stretched, and then you like walk oh, dude, I can, for a I, couple I, days. I can stand all my, my all my things stay in my other things. Like I don't like. Oh, dude, I pop, I pop stuff un, out all the time and put anything. it back in. Uh, and then he uh, he popped it back in, then walked off and went for a little bit. Finished well, part three. They said he should be ready to go tomorrow, but we'll we'll see how that is. Man, let him take a cart. Jeez, that's illegal in PGA. You can't. Take I know. Cart. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, and also, like Matt said, we're going to get on behind Heinz Field and skip golf balls across the river to to, um, to uh, Station Square, where the Riverhounds had uh, their two games in their season. They they tied both of them, both nil-nil. Uh, but they play this Saturday at 2 p.m. Uh, they're taking on the uh, TFC, which is the Toronto Football Club. And I think they're Toronto Football Club 2? Two. 2. It's like the, the reserve squad of the... It's basically a minor league team to an MLS team. Okay. Like some of the MLS teams do their their minor league system in house, and then those teams play in the same league as the Riverhounds. Um, other teams will just make an affiliation agreement with an existing team. Like Columbus had a deal last year with the Riverhounds where they would send us players, you know, on loan basically to just get more minutes um, instead of being on the bench. But the bigger teams like Toronto, New York, Atlanta, um, Orlando, think like LA Galaxy, uh, Seattle, like they all have like two sides. Like, you know, like it's like the basically the reserve squad and it's a full team and they play actual matches that count um, against the Riverhounds. So, you know. So, okay. So I was looking at the standings. Okay. Um, the Riverhounds are down towards the bottom. Sure. They have uh, two, or they have two for games. They have two for points, and they have mm -hmm. zero. Uh, is it goals for and goals against? Yeah. Okay, so that's how they do their their standings and their scoring. Right. Yeah. Goal differential is the tiebreaker in most cases. Okay. So if if you're Matt's you teaching know, me a lot here if about you're in a, if you're in a battle for a playoff position. Um, and at the season ends and both teams are tied with, like, say, like, 67 points, which you accumulate by winning games. You get three so you, points for a win. Three for a win. One for a tie. One for a tie. So you, at the end, you total up all the points. And if you're on the same number of points as, like, the next closest team to decide who gets the last playoff spot, the tiebreaker would be goal differential, which is you take all the goals that you've scored and you subtract all the goals that you've allowed – and good teams generally have a positive goal differential, um, you know. But it is it is possible, I guess, to sneak into the playoffs with a negative goal differential. You just have to like win close games, you know, that matter, and maybe get blown out a couple times by a team that like you weren't going to catch up to anyway. Don't look. Okay, so they're oh he's running down the oh god just take a cart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're showing the guy popping his ankle out in the golf. Matt's like not looking at the TV right now. Yeah. So 
I'm just thinking. I'm just. I'm just envisioning like the soccer table of the USL, which is full of lots of like small numbers right now because it's very early in the season. Um, but the Riverhounds do have two points. Yeah, they do have two points. They have no goals. They have no goals for. But they also no goals gave against. up no goals. Yeah, so they're zero zero on the goals for and zero zero on the goals against, and they have two games played. Um, so. I was looking at the scoring. I wanted to confirm with you because this I'm actually learning a lot about soccer because of you, and it's the first time I've actually even paid attention to any soccer whatsoever just because it's a Pittsburgh team. I mean, I know you're all into yeah. the World Cup and the European League. And, oh, my goodness. You know, did you see the Ronaldo goal? I did see on – well, because I watched SportsCenter. Yeah. And he had that bicycle goal. Mm-hmm. and That's all anyone's been talking so about. On, on, uh, so on uh, Wingo and Golik. Goalie and Wingo, uh, they interviewed a guy that was in MLS that's now since retired that they showed him making a bicycle kick. And they yeah. had him on. And he's like, Ronaldo's was way better than mine. Yeah. You know, um, but he's, and he, he did his in between, like, two defenders. Mm-hmm. And he said it kind of just happened that I saw the ball and I said, this is my only shot for it. And it, and it worked out in his favor. I mean, it's brilliant, like just to see the clip of the bicycle kick. But if you watch the whole buildup, and you you look at it from the perspective of like a fan of that team, like of Real Madrid, like you don't know if you're going to score any goals in this match at all. Like this is a Champions League game against Juventus. They're a very good team. They're known for a pretty strong defensive style. So you really don't know. Like you could go ninety minutes and like not get another good chance like that. But in the buildup, like there were like a couple long passes that, like, didn't amount to anything. And then it just looked like it was, like, popped up in the middle, um, you know, and it, and it was settled back down by Real Madrid, and then there was the pass to the, to Ronaldo, and he did his bicycle kick. But, like, I mean, just, it all happens in, like, a split second, and it's either, it's either and guys... it either goes 50 feet over the crossbar into the crowd, or, or, it, or goes... it goes right into the top corner where the goalie can't get or it. Or it goes into the ground and the goalie gets it. Right. Three possibilities for that. The the goal the goal scored, it goes fifty feet over top of the net into the crowd, or the kick goes right into the ground and the goalie gets it or somebody else the, another defender picks it up. My question is, how the fuck do they not break their neck? That's the thing because like <coughs> I've tried to do bicycle kicks and it's not ended well. <laughs> I mean, I remember one time we were we were playing just like a pickup game and it's like you do a drill sometimes where you can't score unless the ball is like in the air. Right? So like only headers or, like, volleys, like, bicycle kicks, and everybody just kind of, like, crowds around the goal and tries to, like, serve the ball in the air to someone else so they can try to do, like, a header or a bicycle kick or, like, some sort of, like, acrobatic thing. And, like, I remember, like, connecting, missing, and then, like, landing on my neck and not being able to turn my head one direction for about four days. There and this you is go. when I was, like, a flexible 11-year-old. Like, this is, yeah. So, so Kai Hoskovy. Yeah, he's with the Riverhounds now, right? Um, or is he? Well, I'll have to look up. He used to play for the Cleveland Force, then mm-hmm. became the Cleveland Crunch. And my cousin was a big soccer nut, and he grew up in Cleveland. And he okay. was talking about this dude, and he showed me some videos of doing a rainbow, like a running rainbow. Oh my! And I'm like, so if you don't know what the running rainbow is, you you basically camel kick the ball. With the back of your heel up over top of the front of your head while you're while you're running, and the ball either it hits the ground, bounces up, and you kick it in, or you kick it before it hits the ground. It's like mm. 
I'm like most people who play hacky sack at like your college campus can't do that with a hacky stack. And you're standing, standing still. And you're standing still. Like it's it's pretty phenomenal to yeah. to picture that. I'll have, you'll have to you'll have to show me that after you show me all your supply of like non gruesome golf highlights. Yeah, there's a lot of non gruesome golf highlights. Just so <laughs> happens most golf highlights are non. It just so happened that there's a bad one today. You know. Oh man. See, what, 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 what was the rule? Um, don't do something great if if you can't take the celebration. Yeah. <laughs> or just just. Don't hurt yourself when you celebrate, like the the Grammatica oh, celebration. Was that, that that's didn't both Grammaticas do that? That was Bill. Well, uh, Martin. Martin. Martin Grammatica was the one that did his knee up, jumping up yeah. and down. He's not the only kicker to ever do that, by the way. Uh, my my buddy like hurt his knee once doing like backyard wrestling shit just for fun. No, not even a move, oh, just like a dude, taunt. Backyard wrestling, just like a taunt. Backyard just, wrestling just, is <laughs> never a good idea. <laughs> he, just, he just started like jumping around like like a crazy person and like blew out his knee. Oh, that's cr- backyard wrestling is never zero a good contact. Idea. Jesus Christ! Oh man. Um, speaking of wrestling, real quick, um, isn't WrestleMania coming up soon? We have our friends here at Sorgatron Media that are all down with the wrestling and so forth. Um, now I'm not. Now I posted into the wrestling page on the Facebook, but of course now I can't remember the guy's name. Um, he was in the WWE and so forth. He apparently died this morning on yeah, McKnight Road. Car crash on McKnight Road. Yeah. yeah, he was a pedestrian. He was hit. Yeah, um, I didn't recognize his name, but I, I, didn't I really recognize, haven't followed. I didn't recognize his real name, like but I recognized his stage night. name, was, and he yeah. was back in the '70s and early '80s. Okay. Um, and now it's off the top of my head. I got it off the news, and then I typed it in, and they haven't approved the post on Yeah, the... I, I read a little bit about it, like, right before I left to come over here. Right on. Um, so at that point, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk some Buckos baseball. So here's a little bit from our friends at Sorgatron Media. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back uh, after that nice little message from our friends at Sorgatron Media. You heard the message. We actually were taping the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys heard the message. We were getting a new beer. That's what we were doing. Talking about and crap. Talking about crap that will get edited out. Uh, <laughs> so... Matt, what were you saying on our little break about, just oh about, my god, I can't believe the Pirates lost it because I still want to talk about the undefeated No, I, mean, I didn't say I couldn't believe they lost. Like, oh, no, no, no. That's I, never I, the problem. No, no, I was like, oh shit, the real Pirates showed up. They they were winning. I was really looking forward when they were ahead tonight, and I didn't get to watch the game, but I was following the score closely and thinking, man, like I can't wait I to go. I watched the whole game. I've watched all the Pirate games this year so far. It's awesome, man. Like, I, you know, the blackout rules, the streaming problem. It comes up every week on this show. I don't think we need to belabor the point, but I think Verizon sucks how they handle streaming. And I don't want to get another cable box in my office because like, I already got three surge protectors full of crap running up there. And I kind of thought my brain was going to get vaporized during the electrical storm last night, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, dude, that was a great thunderstorm. I could feel it buzzing like through my head. Hmm. like From like one headphone to the other, like a light fizz and then a pop. And it went, like, all the way down to, like, the base of my spine. And it looked like it was, like, about three blocks from me. Like, I, I was surprised that I didn't hear sirens on the boulevard. Oh. Like, that's how close these lightning strikes were. Oh, they, they were close here, too. Yeah. They were close here, too. But, okay, so here, here's what it is. Besides lightning striking. 
Yeah. Sometimes the Pirates win four games in a row. Exactly. To start the season. Did now they win four games in a row at all last year? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe one. I don't know. We're going to have to tweet somebody on that yeah. one. So, who would have thought that the Pirates started off 4-0 with a series sweep in Detroit for three games, and that included a doubleheader? Um, weird series, weird timing. Yeah. You know, not ideal weather conditions for baseball. No. Detroit's probably going to be a pretty bad team this year. That's what I'm like. I mean, they I'm had like, the fire sale at the end of last year. I mean, Melky Cabrera is the best player on that team. Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, Melky Cabrera. No, Miggy. Miggy Cabrera. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, oh Mel- 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 Melky Cabrera. Yeah, I, okay. He's, listen, man, he's my he's, favorite. He's my favorite non-pirate baseball player because we have a common birthday. Oh, right on. And we have some common interests. Um, he makes a chocolate snack, or he does not make it. There's a. He makes millions of dollars. He makes he, millions of dollars just like me. Yeah. Um, he marketed his likeness he makes to people, a chocolate confectionery snack, which I don't do, but I will. He makes a lot of people laugh and smile. Laugh and smile. You do that very well. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot in common. He's with, giant, tall man. You're, just like me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like um, I like to follow the Tigers. I like to follow the Pirates. I don't think either team is very good this year, but the Pirates owned them. At their home ballpark. And then, um... The Pirates right now, were the best of the worst team in that series. Well, we're still in first place in the division, even though we lost to Minnesota. We lost to Minnesota. So the Pirates are 4-1 and one to start the season. Um, they started off 4-0. They were actually, until tonight, the last undefeated team in Major League Baseball. Go figure. Um, if they, they keep winning, man. You know what? I, and, and, like, Matt and I have stated from the start, we're not boycotting the Pirates from boycotting PNC Park. We're still going to follow the team. We're still going to talk to you guys about it. We need content. We need content. Yeah, we need content, <laughs> whether it be good or bad. Um, but it's good to see the guys get started off right. And then, um, you know, uh, Dickerson, you know, he, he's doing well out there and left. Um, what's his name? Uh, Moran walked Moran. it off. Moran. He didn't walk it off. He well, he had, well, he had that grand slam. That's the all first he needed, though, that's right. You know, I thought uh, uh, he had that grand slam, and um, you know, here's here's where the weakest point is with the Pirates right now, the bullpen. Yeah, the bullpen almost fucked up all four games and definitely fucked up tonight. So here's my biggest gripe: Sunday afternoon, laying here on the couch with the cat, Stella and I are chilling. Watching the pirate game, flipping back and forth between golf and the and the Flyers Bruins game, and what happens? Trevor Williams has a no no through six in the first game in Detroit. I understand it's early in the season, pitch count. He was at like eighty nine pitches. It's the second game of the season. It's thirty six degrees in Detroit. But he's got a no-no through six. What they do? Pull him. Yeah. Wasn't the first time already this season. There was another team. I forget who it was, but it came across my feed on my phone. That said, combined no-hitter blown in the ninth inning from whatever. Because they pulled the pitcher, the starting pitcher. Then they had the bullpen come in. And the bullpen did through until the ninth inning. But they blew it. But They lost the game? No, nah, they blew the no-hitter. They didn't lose the game. Okay. So, here's what happens. So, Trevor Williams has a no-no through six. He gets pulled at the seventh. Um, 
the bullpen takes over to bottom of seventh, and I forget who it was that came out of the bullpen. And the first battery gives up a freaking double. I understand it's early in the season. I understand you have pitch counts, but seriously, there's things you don't screw with, and a no hitter is one of them. Bob Walk wouldn't even mutter the words no hitter. Trevor Williams' dad said something whenever uh, they, they uh, who's the guy that uh, that goes down and interviews people? Robbie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He goes and interviews Williams' dad in the stands, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm excited. He's got a no hitter going." And Bob Walk's like, "Oh shit, he said the words no hitter." Like, well, there, that's, that's, that's why it's why a baseball take, that's super. Why they had to take him out because it would have been too much for, if he had blown the no hitter. Like, then like that was dad, in the fifth. He still had, had it going to, in the sixth, right? But but like he had he left with it still going. Yeah, See, that spares Trevor Williams' dad, like knowing that he like jinxed the no hitter. Like that was actually a really like solid move that Clint Hurdle did. See, and then, for Trevor Williams' and, dad, uh, and they still won the game. They still won the game. So that's all that matters. They did. And but, I mean, if you if you can almost throw a no hitter like in April when your arm's not even stretched out, but our, imagine but our, uh, how good he's going to be. In but July. even our, our other announcer we got from the Brewers, and I still can't remember his name. He's it's the second Joe year. Block. Joe Block. I want to say I think Joe. I saw him at the hardware. I want to say well, he lives in Bethel. Yeah, yeah, I see. So, him. Um, Joe Block, he even knows you don't talk about a no hitter. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows you don't talk about it, and and he's like, and at the end of the inning, he goes, and Trevor Williams still has yet to allow a hit. Is how he phrased it, and Bob Walk. That's even that's even skirting the line, man. Yeah, well, Bob Walk. What is it with these? Bob people? Walk even said, "Joe, that's skirting the line. Thank you for not saying the other phrase." Bob's like the most like conservative. I feel on the Pirates broadcast team with with his like ban the DH. Oh, and, dude! Like you know, don't mess with baseball, and like I mean, yes. To be fair, like Steve Blast did say once last year that like if they start like you know, tweaking, like, the the extra inning, like, base runner thing that he's going to, like, stop watching baseball. I mean... Oh, dude. Uh, that, that but, like, it's, you know, like, who are these people? Like, what is what is this world coming to that you talk about a no-hitter? Like, I feel bad talking about it, like, three days ago. Like, it happened three days ago, and it didn't even happen. And I, I just feel like it's, like, a touchy subject. It is a touchy subject. You know, subject. like, I'm still not over Doug Drabeck well, blowing his no-hitter uh, two outs in the ninth against the... Phillies. Uh, I'm, uh, how about AJ Burnett against Detroit? In I was Detroit. an adult with like grown up problems by the time that happened, so like I had a little better perspective. But like when that Drayback thing went down, like 1990, like that was that was like my Pearl Harbor, man. Like that, that was, was just no, awful. that was that was 19 that was his Cy Young year. It had to be 89, right? No, Cy Young year, 91. 91. That was his Cy Young year. He won the Cy Young. Uh, I don't know, man. My memory has it being in a different house. He was with the Cardinals in 89. We didn't get him until 90. He was in that Andy Van Slake trade. We got LaValier. We got LaValier, Drabic, and Van Slake from the Cardinals for Tony Pena and somebody else. We got Mike Dunn. We got Mike Dunn, too. Yeah. We did get Mike and Dunn. He was good for the rest of that year and then, like, disappeared. So I think and that we might had have a been good, a... Remember back in the day when it was the Pirates could trade for a pitcher and have the pitcher not pan out and still have, like, a solid rotation. You know? Well, that rotation was pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are those are the days, man. Those are the good old days. You know, but but so they they uh, played the doubleheader and they won the second game. The second game was not as convincing as the first. Um, and then they had the home opener here in Pittsburgh, 
um, from people I talked to that went to the game, and uh, also the announcers made it uh, clear that it was um, about 18,000 people at the game, which obviously in PNC Park is not even close to a sellout. PNC Park holds, what, 38,000, something like that? Yeah, about that. Yeah. So, you know, 18,000, 38,000, you know, they're about 20,000 short. Um, so, obviously a message was sent, and the Pirates, uh, you know, uh, started talking about, you know, they did a whole ticket plan. Where like they uh, The last weekend, like Saturday, Sunday, leading up, they did buy one, get one free tickets to the home opener. Mm-hmm. You know, they did, so we're going to waive fees. We're going to do everything. You know, virtually they were, from what I was told, people were walking around that, like, what you and I said. They went down to party and hang out, but they didn't go into the game. And they there's people outside the gates that were, hey, come on in. Here's tickets. Come on in. I'd you have know? gone in, man. You know what? Like, if it's free, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm not giving them money. Like, I'm, I am voting with my wallet. By, like, saying, like, I have money to spend on entertainment, and you do not fit... In that budget. In that budget. However, I also took the day off work to come, like, drink on the north side. And if you're telling me that, like, you're going to give me a free piece of paper that expands the range of places that I'm allowed to walk to, including access to bathrooms, like, <laughs> do you realize how, like drastically you increase bathroom access just by like accepting a free ticket to PNC Park. And with I mean that game, that alone would have got me in the door. You're like, I'm gonna go in and use the bathroom. I'll be yeah, right man, back. I, I ain't paying a cover to use the Clark bar. <laughs> like they made us do at the winter classic. Oh jeez, that was horrible. <laughs> you're either gonna buy a drink or you're gonna pay five bucks. I it's like I don't want but that's the thing, I don't want to wait in the line. You're you're ten deep at the bar. Yeah. And I've got like a cooler and a tailgate and beer pong out in the lot. I just can't, like, you know, risk going on the railroad tracks and getting either run over or arrested. That's true. Because so, you know there was a, an off-duty cop posed as a homeless guy up on the railroad tracks waiting for people to pee. Mm-hmm. You know there was. Yeah. Fucking Pittsburgh. Just like Aqualung. <laughs> yes. But, so, uh, obviously, tonight's game, uh, I watched uh, against the Twins. They did lose. And again, it was the bullpen that gave it up. Uh, Tyone was was it Tyone tonight? Yes, Tyone tonight. He was he looked good. They they you see those slow motion. They like, pulled him you after see his, four. His change up like coming out of his hand oh, in his first start. That nasty. slow motion that was on on Twitter again, where I experience all Pittsburgh sports these days because that's where I get my video. Thanks, Verizon. <laughs> yes. Anyway, but they um. But the bullpen's the one that gave it up. The bullpen is suspect. That's as of right now. We're only five games in the season. Polanco's seems like he's firing. Marte seems like he's firing. Uh, Moran seems like he. And this is Moran's first shot mm-hmm. in the big leagues. He was part of that Kutch deal. Yeah. Or was he part of the cold? Deal? No, he was part of the cold deal. He's part of the, the cold deal. Cut, that's the the reason the Kutch deal is so terrible is that they didn't even get anybody who could play yeah. in the majors. Yeah. Like, for Cole, um, they got two people who... They the got pitcher more, they got for Cole is not with the team, I don't think. No, he's in the um, minors. But and they then, did get a third baseman who's, like, actually playing today. And, well, and the thing is, with him, it's his first shot in the majors. He played a little bit in the majors, 
uh, as a call-up, but yeah. he he never started a season in the majors. Um, and he's got that big red beard, dude, mm-hmm. that thick red beard Hell going yeah. on. He'll he could fit. be he could be our own like personal like uh, Dodgers guy, big red for the Dodgers. Oh yeah, like him. Yes. Man, been, I can't, I can't yeah. believe it's been so long since the World Series. Like, yeah, I can't, can't, I can't remember. even remember the names of like the main players for the Dodgers. So, so here's something that's cool to happen to me at work today, um, involving the Pirates. And um, so there was a, a woman and a gentleman come in, and they had a little boy. A little boy. I was like, "How'd you get out of school?" She's like, "Well, he's only in kindergarten." So, but they did have a field trip today, and it was only half day kindergarten, and we were out in this area. So we decided to come in here and hang out and grab some food. I'm like, all right, that's awesome. And he took his coat off, and he's wearing a Dickerson jersey. Nice. Like a Pirates Dickerson jersey? Yeah, a Pirates Dickerson jersey. I was like, look at you being ahead of the curve. I was like, you're already rocking a Pirates Dickerson jersey. I was like, he's new to the team this year. And he looks, and the little boy's like kindergarten. So what, five, six? He goes, yeah, he's my dad. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then, you know. I'm like... Well, that explains it. That explains it. Exactly. By I, was the about, way, I was about to be like, kid, you're screwing up the boycott. Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to boycott this team? If you're wearing a brand new Dickerson jersey. brand new jersey. Right? Like, and, the mom's, and the mom's there. She's like, yeah. She's, I was like, so I take it you were at the game on Monday? She goes, yeah, we were at the game. I, I like how they good. tried to like play off the, like, you know. Oh, yeah. we're just in the area. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, and I even asked him, I was like, what school do you go to that you're out of school? And she goes, oh, we're in Mount Lebanon. I'm like, wait, I live in Mount Lebanon. They have school. She's like, yeah, but he's in kindergarten. They only had a half day. Half day kindergarten. Half day kindergarten, and their first half of the day was a field trip. So, oh, it's so cute. The yeah. little bears walking home at like 12.30 in the afternoon. And <laughs> we're going to work like bastards. On the way to work or to get pizza from little nippers. Mm, yeah. Delicious. Um, but I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So, so I looked at so I looked at the guy that was with him. I was like, so I take it you're not the husband. He goes, no. He goes, I'm the brother. <laughs> it's like I'm the he goes, I'm the brother in town for the weekend. Nice, <laughs> nice man. See, you know, being on the pirates does have its perks. Yeah. You know, um, hey man, like the way I look at it, I just want them to win. If they're gonna keep winning. You know, I guess I'll go. You know, like if they put a winning team on the field, they're winning. And it's not like, oh, well, they didn't spend a lot of money to win. Like, I'm not gonna turn my nose up at that. I'm not gonna turn my you know nose what I mean? up. Like, at I'm it. not a snob. Like, I'll take a, I'll take a eighty million dollar winning payroll if that's what you have. Shit, it's uh, really hard to do. You gotta Kansas, catch lightning Can- in a bottle. Kansas City Royals did it a couple years ago. If they could do it, I mean, that's awesome. Like, I support the Pirates. I just, I support the Pirates. I'm I have just not priorities. spending money at PNC Park. And like, I, I mean, they seem to think that people are just gonna like support them, and if they don't make an effort and we're we're tired of you know them not trying to compete um baseball itself has problems and you can blame baseball's problems all you want but i mean there's there's ways around it like you get you get your revenue money you get your tv money you know you put a product on the field that like you will make like two million people come through your doors every year and like you can talk about you know making targeted plays in the free agent market. You know, that's not what they're doing. That's not what they did, you know, four years ago when they had a chance to, you know, make a run, when they had their core together. Yeah, when they had the core together, they, they had 98 had wins. They had 98, a 98-win season, and they didn't do anything to yeah. improve on a 98-win season. But I really like, like, they're 4-1, and one, and I don't want to be a downer on the Pirates this year. I don't want to be a downer on them. 
It's I'm not, way uh, too early. It's way too the early. The Cubs have been shaky. The Cardinals have been shaky. Brewers have been it's, better. We're five games into the we're season. We're five games into the season. It's way too It's early. 162 games. You know, um, again, we're going to follow the team. I support the team. If we're going to follow the team, I'm going to root for the team. I'm just not going to do it from PNC Park. That's all there is to it. So, uh, moving on to some other things. NFL free agency keeps on rolling. It's in full effect. We went over all the big guys that got out, and mostly now in NFL free agency, you're seeing a lot of the little guys. Uh, not the big-name guys, but you get um, moving around. Uh, a lot of linemen, a lot of uh, secondary guys, stuff like that. Uh, a lot of bench guys get moving and out on free agency. There was a couple big names that did make some moves. Jason Pierre-Paul uh, signed with the Bucks uh, recently, and uh, probably the most notable uh, Brandon Cooks was traded from the Patriots to the Rams for the 22nd overall pick, which now makes the Patriots have the 22nd pick and the 31st pick in the first round this year. Um, I highly doubt there will be a top quarterback left available in the draft of the top three that are um, being talked about. Saquon Barkley is not going to be available that far down. Unless he, unless something seriously makes him tumble, uh, and so there's that. But the Pats have two first round picks this year. I think we're witnessing the end of the Patriots. Dynasty. I think we are. I think we are. Um, uh, especially with the next little bit that I saw, mm-hmm. uh, Gronk. Yeah, um, Gronk is reportedly wearing on his welcome in New England. Um, Hard to imagine. They, they, they. They, they like his on-the-field production. They don't like his off-the-field antics. Well, the fans love his off-the-field the f- antics. I love his off-the-field antics. I mean, if, Dude, if follow him on Twitter. If 90% ridiculous. of Patriots fans like had Gronk as a co-worker, they'd be like, this guy's awesome. Right? Like, he doesn't pull his own weight around the shop, but he's so much fun to hang out with that he just kind of like gets by. Definitely. But, I think 90% of the Patriots fan base has a very different demeanor to that of one Mr. William Belichick. And, and, his, and his people and, and, who he tends to hire as his top lieutenants, I don't think any of them have too much patience for the kind of shenanigans that we've all come to associate with Rob Gronkowski. And, you know, Rob Gronkowski is a breed of his own. I mean, he, he publicly hooks up with whoever. Mm-hmm. He publicly parties and dances and hangs out. I've never seen him other than intoxicated in videos. I don't and, know how you tell the difference. And some of those for him, I don't know if he was intoxicated or just being Gronk. Exactly. Um, uh, now, uh, the Steelers are on a short list of landing places. Um, for Gronk? For Gronk. That's insane. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I read the article That's today. That's not going to happen. Jeremy Fowler. Jeremy Fowler if- from ESPN. Wrote the article. He said it's highly unlikely that Belichick. Okay, because Dan on, Rooney has a sense of humor. He will. He will go and like. He will go and like tap the big guy on the shoulder and be like, "You need to like make the Steelers sign Gronk." Because I think that would be hilarious, right? Well, it would literally take an act of God for it to happen, right? Uh, because also Gronk's under contract. So the only way Gronk's going anywhere is if it's a trade. Yeah. Now, also, in this article I read, uh, Belichick likes collecting draft picks. So, 
it's going to cost us. They, it's, they, they said it would be a, at least a minimum of a number one and a number two. All right. So Gronk at 29 years old. His injury list is extensive. Uh, a lot of back issues. Yeah. Um, a lot of back issues is mainly Gronk's problem. Last year, he did miss a few games due to injury, but very minimal compared to seasons prior. Um, the other thing is, too, is he's a Woody High grad. They said he's a Pittsburgh boy. No, he's, he's not, not a, Pittsburgh, a boy. Pittsburgh boy. He spent one year at Woody High. He graduated from Woody High. He spent one year there. That's all that came out of that. He's yeah. from Buffalo. From Buffalo. All right. Um, his dad had a business opportunity down here. His dad moved the business down, brought him down because he had a better shot of getting uh, seen to go to college and so forth out well, of Woody I mean, High than where he was in Buffalo. Like, I don't think any high school, maybe like one or two of those like California schools, but like, does Woodland Hills not have like more NFL talent like that it counts among its like graduates? Like, Woodland Hill, like, there's a lot of Woody High guys in the NFL. Certainly out of the Western PA scene, like, Woodland Hills dominates. Like, Aliquippo maybe would be second. For for the Pittsburgh area, I mean, North Allegheny's had a few, North Hills has had a few. A few. Like, Um, here and there. But, I mean, Woodland Hills has the most. Woody High had, for notables, Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor. Gronkowski. Gronk. um, Steve Breston for a while. Steve Breston. There's a... Shoot, Ryan Mundy. I, I, I... Right, yeah, Ryan Mundy, Jesus, and then uh, also Weehi, I think, has the most D one signings. Yeah. Um, now there is a school that I know of, and I used to work with a guy that was born here in Mount Lebanon. His family moved to Florida. He grew up in uh, South Florida, and he went to uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, which mm-hmm. St. Thomas Aquinas is that private school in Florida that has the most NFL players out of it ever and the most D1 scholarships. Like, they have, like, something stupid. Like, it's, like, 1,700 guys out of that school or any NFL, uh, went to the NFL and, like, over 5,000 with a D1 scholarships on it. Um, that's that's the most in the country, and that's, like, St. Thomas, Aqu- it's St. Thomas Aquinas. It's down in Dade County, Florida. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, you know. It's like, but I think wisdom, I think for the West, wisdom of the wisdom of Saint Thomas, you know, I, I think you're right on. I think you're right for Western PA. Woody Woody High has the most. At I, least dude, I know I'm right, man. The like, one I, scholarship. Well, you grew up in that area. I grew up in that area. I know a lot of Woody Hills like type of people on Facebook, and they they love to brag and boast anytime, and they I mean deservedly so. But like any anytime one of their own makes it to the NFL, they like they just add them to the list. And, and they, uh, they don't even need to claim Gronk. Like they can, I guess, technically. They can claim, claim Gronk. Gronk. He graduated from Woody High. But a lot of his like antics, like his like game where he like missed a free throw on purpose, so he would have sixty nine, or his team would have sixty nine points and not seventy. <laughs> yeah, like that was in Buffalo. Like exactly. that was not at Woodland Hills. Like they, I saw the clip on Deadspin, and he was not anywhere. His jersey did not say Wolverines. It said something else, like yes. Hamburg or whatever. But um, you know, the fact that he's from a place called Hamburg, I just that just and it's not Germany. Not Germany, Ugh, New York, upstate New York. You know what? Think about it though for just for for just a second. Roethlisberger, Brown, Bell, Gronk. Think about it. Juju. Let Juju. Let it settle. I like it. Will it happen? Probably not. No, I don't think. I don't. You know, first of all, like I don't think they. 
Yeah, I guess another weapon like that, why wouldn't you want it? Yeah, why wouldn't you want it? What, what, what are you willing to give up? And, and you, you know how the Steelers don't really give up a lot to get a guy that's 30 years old? Maybe they won't have to. I mean, Belichick gave Jimmy Garoppolo away for, like, Nothing. peanuts. Exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could get Gronk for, like, a fifth rounder. No, they said he's going to be a first, first, a minimum first round, and most likely a first What's and second round. first round pick, like thirtieth. Usually, Something somewhere in the, the somewhere in the late twenties. If he can help him for one year, hey, I'd take him. I wouldn't think twice. It's not going to happen. I'm, I don't. Oh, I'm not, yeah, up. I don't even want to get my hopes up. It's I like crazy. I liked reading the article though. It's so crazy. To um, about. So here's a little bit we're going to talk about that we normally don't. We mentioned earlier the NBA is getting ready to go into playoffs. They start playoffs on the fourteenth. Um, so the NBA is pretty much set for their playoffs. Um, and they still do what hockey should do. They play one, eight, two, seven, three, six, and four and five. A lot easier to figure out who plays whom. Pretty much. A lot easier to figure out like who's in. Who's in, who's out. Like when there are still teams in play. There it is. There's no wild card. There's the top eight from each conference. Boom. And it's done. Um, so right now in the Eastern Conference, Toronto Raptors are number one. They're gonna be playing the number eight Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you have number two Boston Celtics playing the Washington Wizards. Number three, this is the matchup. Number three, Cleveland Cavs playing Wade County, Miami Heat. Oh yeah, D Wade. That's I mean, what they call it now. Well, well, it's any Wade t- County. Well, yeah, but D Wade's there, so and, yeah. Okay, did they so call it that the first time he was there, or did yes. they really take them? Okay, they did. They did. Anytime okay. Dwayne Wade's in play, Dwayne Wade's played for the Heat now twice in his career. Yeah, started most of his career. Most was of his career was the Heat. He left and played Chicago for what? Two years. Two years. But the Heat were his team for the Heat like were his several team. years. Before he won LeBron a championship James there. Even. He won a championship yeah. there before LeBron James yeah. was there. Um, so so uh, D Wade spent most of his career with the Miami Heat. He left for two years, played with Chicago. He started this year with Cleveland, reunited with his boy LeBron up in Cleveland. And then Cleveland was like, all right, LeBron, we got you what you wanted, and it's not working, so now we're going to fire Sam it off. Yeah. Which is what they did. And now the Cavs, they're not in first, but they weren't even in the playoff picture at the All-Star game. Really. So the Cavs move into third, and you got them uh, going against Miami Heat, which That'll is in the sixth position. Now here's the one that we're going to keep an eye on. Well, we'll keep an eye on, on on the Cavs heat, but I know you'll keep an eye on this one. Sixers, Pacers. Yeah. TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell's good. TJ McConnell, Ben Simmons. I mean, the, the Sixers are the story of tanking, and, you know, everyone talks about the process. Um, they, they got a lot of flack for just not even trying for a few years, but they got so a the lot Sixers of high draft four picks. seed. And that yes, they're the four seed. That means they're going to have home field or home court, home court for the for round. the first round at least. And you know Indiana's good, um, but I mean yeah, like Philly could win. Like all these all these series, I mean. Could you picture what would? Okay, I, I think Philadelphia might get burned the fuck down. Okay, because they've had two college national championships with Villanova in three years. The Eagles won a Super Bowl. Yes. If the Sixers would go ahead and win an NBA championship, first time since 1982. 82, that, 82 I think, was the Sixers. Because they the Phillies won in 80. 82 or 83 was the Sixers. That was Dr. J. Um, that was the last time a championship was won in Philly until 08, whenever the Phillies won it again. 
against Tampa Bay Rays. So, I don't know. The Sixers would go on and win a championship. They could potentially burn down that city. I don't think I... Maybe this is just my Pittsburgh bias, but I think that a Super Bowl for the Eagles after after never having a Super Bowl, like <laughs> the if, that still standing. if the city's still standing after that, then I think that their like basketball drought is not going to be enough to push them over the edge. But four championships in three years? First of all, how much... I don't know about college in Philly, because like... They got the big five, but but not everyone in Philly rolls with Villanova. No, you're right. They you don't. Know? I mean, you I got mean, Villanova, you got Drexel, you got Temple, Penn, um, St. Joe's, LaSalle. Yeah. I mean, it's a big basketball town. Like I I I get that. Like I guess like they they have their Villanova parade, like you know, to City Hall in Philly. I don't understand. Like Villanova's not in Philly. Like, it's outside Philly. It's outside Philly, but like. I mean, if LaRoche wins their, like, D3 conference, do they have a parade down well, the Put it this way. Put, put it this way. Temple plays their home football games at the link. Yeah. Villanova plays their home basketball games at Wachovia Center, or whatever the name of it is now. Well, I mean, they have a facility on campus. They do, but they play a lot at the Wachovia Center. Big East basketball, man. That, well, that, that, you can't know. be bringing that, like... Eight thousand seat attendance to a Big East game. You know, you got. You gotta <laughs> that's have, why Pitt you gotta got. That's why. That, that's why Pitt Stadium got destroyed. Nah. So they can get the convocational center. The Pete. <laughs> the Pete. The Pete, but it was literally this is. It's a convocational center. It's used for all student body. All student body activities. Yeah, mostly basketball. All student body activities that involve basketball. I saw the Abbott brothers there. Dude, there's some great shows to go there. Uh, so, also with the NBA, the Western Conference is looking up at the Houston Rockets, going against number eight New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, check this out: Golden State's number two. Yeah, Houston's earned it though. Oh, they have. I mean, they've been the best team all year. Uh, Golden State's got some injuries. Uh, James James Harden down there in the, the Rockets. He's yeah. If he doesn't win MVP this year, it's rigged. <laughs> If James Harden does not win the NBA MVP this year, it's right. Uh, Golden State Warriors looking to start off with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Steph Curry still has an ankle issue, injury, um, and that's where you got KD coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that, they're and still that, and stacked. They'll, they're still they're still stacked. But here's the thing, you know. So it, it, they're talking about Curry could be out the first round, and potentially Golden State playing Oklahoma City in the second round without. Curry, so that would be KD versus um, his old team with uh, who's who's uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City, who's Westbrook, my, yeah, Russell Westbrook, also Carmelo and Paul. George, I forgot Carmelo's down there, yeah, and, and Stephen Adams, yeah, Stephen Adams, a beast, you know. Um, so and there's a chance that Curry's not back until the third round. You know, chance. I've heard. I've heard one round, and then he'll be good. Yeah, we'll see. But also in the first round, you're looking at Portland Trailblazers versus Oklahoma City Thunder, and then you have the Utah Jazz, which you haven't heard shit from the Utah Jazz since uh, John Stockton. Well, that's not true though. But like, <laughs> they were good with Gordon Hayward, but then they got rid of Hayward, and you were kind of thinking like, well, I guess we won't be hearing about the Jazz for a while. Well, and I, here I, they are back in the playoffs. Right, and I really don't remember hearing much about the Jazz other than John Stockton days. I mean, Stockton and Malone. Just the mailman. You I know. mean, Jesus, he was a beast as well. As, as they say, you know, post Malone was not good. No. 
Uh, and the Jazz will be playing San Antonio Spurs, which San Antonio Spurs, in their own right, are a phenomenal basketball team. Uh, Greg Popovich, the coach there, what do they have, five championships? Five championships, but uh, Kawhi Leonard's out for the year, and this is kind of looking like sort of the end of that great era of the Spurs, you know, like Ginobili's old. Yeah, um, they're getting, they're, yeah, they're getting old. Know, Pop- Popovich is still Popovich. He's a great coach. He's a salty old man. He's a very outspoken political yeah, he is. thinker and the graduate of the Air Force Academy, and a lot of people want to run for president someday. Um, and maybe, maybe he's laying the groundwork for that because I, I think San Antonio is a first round out this year. That's that's my call. I, I, I do think San Antonio is a first round out, if not a second round out. So, I watched them tonight. I mean, there are four fives. I mean, there are four fives. Yeah, those, those are. I mean, those are I, tough games. I like basketball. I do enjoy watching the NBA playoffs. I, I watch NBA playoffs. NBA regular season. I don't watch a lot of NBA regular season. Other this than year, more than any catch. other year, I've seen a lot more NBA. Um, you know, of course, with with my job, I'm always kind of like I at least know the information about what's going on in the league, if not actually like seeing the highlights and the plays, but. I'm ready for some basketball, and it's it's going to be a tough, uh, you know, I think last year what I did was I just watched basketball games on the nights when the Penguins weren't in a playoff game. That's pretty much how I And next thing did. you know, basketball season's over, because the Penguins went all the way. Well, because, well, well, yeah, because... <laughs> it's like, I'll watch more basketball once hockey well, I was looking Well, I was looking at the slate, uh, it's uh, April 14th starts the bas- NBA basketball, and it's and it's slated to be over the 28th yeah. of May. Yeah. And the Stanley Cup doesn't get won until the first week of June. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, somehow basketball starts later than hockey, but finishes earlier. Yeah, it's because the hockey series just go so long. They go long, and they need their. I mean, they're. I don't know the last time the Stanley Cup was won in May. It's happened. It's been a long time. The first Penguin Stanley Cup was May twenty fifth. It was, yeah, ninety one. That's, that's the kind of date you don't forget. Like I don't remember what year they started like going into June, but it seems uh, like when they're series start June going now. longer. Yeah, that's what when when every series. I think somebody said. If, I think I read somewhere that if. If every hockey series went seven games, uh, the Stanley Cup wouldn't be won till Fourth of July weekend. Oh, that'd be great, <laughs> man! So let's take this down to the river and party, party for like a half month and the a, summer, a month and a half. All right, folks, <laughs> we're gonna take a break right now. Uh, enjoy uh, what's going on at Sorgatron Media with our friends there, and we'll be back to talk NHL and the Penguins. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back after that little bit from Sorgatron Media. Hope you guys found out what's going on over there. I know a lot about wrestling and so forth. So, Matt, we got NHL playoffs going on right now. Or not going on right now. Ending the regular season. Playoffs are going to be coming in. Now, the teams are set on who's going in. Penguins clinched. Penguins definitely did clinch. Uh, the problem we have now is seeding. So, as of right now, barring anything crazy, uh, Boston Bruins are going to get the Flyers in the first round. Uh, the Flyers are going to be the wild card two. Barring anything crazy. Tampa Bay is going to be second. And they are going to get the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Washington Capitals are going to be the Metropolitan first. They're going to get the New Jersey Devils, which is a wild card one. And the Pens, 
are the Metro 2, and they're going to get the Columbus Blue Jackets, which are also the Metro 2. Now, here's where this game, tomorrow, by the time you hear this podcast, this game will be over, and we will know. Do the Pens have home ice, or do they not have home ice in the playoffs? Um, where the last two games of the season are important, especially the head-to-head with the Blue Jackets, because it's really coming down to they're going to play the Blue Jackets. Whoever wins the game against the Blue Jackets in Columbus is going to have home ice in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I personally would like home ice. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Um, John Tortorella, he's a firecracker. So, I mean... (laughs) It'll be fun, one way or the other. <laughs> there will be there will be some great quotable lines from press conferences. Brandon um, Dubinsky. There will be some gooning it up because, like, the Blue Jackets are just like, I mean, they're basically like the Flyers with and like a Ian, cannon. And Ian Cole plays for the Blue Jackets mm. now because you know he got traded to Ottawa. I don't even think he crossed the border. I don't even think he put on an Ottawa sweater, and Ottawa traded him back out mm-hmm. to the Blue Jackets. So, there's that. So, the playoffs, the Metro is tight. Um, Now, Western Conference. This is pretty much set. I don't see anything changing here. Uh, Nashville, right now, is the number one overall uh, to win the President's Trophy. They're the number one. They can have it. Let them have it. We know what the President's Trophy is. It's a curse. Uh, they're slated to play the wild card two, which is Colorado Avalanche. Winnipeg Jets are um, the, cent- uh, the the central uh, two. They're slated to play the central three, which is Minnesota Wild. Uh, Pacific one is the Vegas Golden Knights. How fun. about that? Yeah, the expansion fun. team <clears throat> wins their division off the bat. People wouldn't give them a sh- shot in hell to make the playoffs. They'll win the division. I think people who know hockey aren't so surprised. Oh, yeah. Because of the way they structured the expansion draft. Um, yeah, I mean, they got you know, to the pick NA- a player the NHL, from each team, and they then said, they still got the draft. They said, you know, you can, you know, they're, they're paying all this money for the franchise. Like, they, they deserve a chance to at least get some decent players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that might be, you know, the way they do it moving forward. Well, after the like expansion why? draft at the at the hockey awards, and they had the expansion draft, it, they were like, some of the top NHL analysis were like, "This is a bunch of like has beens and nobodies, and a few guys that are currently good, like Flurry, like Flurry and James Neal." Like, <laughs> I mean, Derek England's on the team. There's mm-hmm. like four Penguin connections on that team. Mm-hmm. Derek England was well. The Penguins uh, are a good team, so like yeah. But the, but Derek England was a bruiser, and after you know he was a bruiser with the Penguins. He's a bruiser in Calgary. He was a bruiser, and he had a couple stops after he left the Penguins. Um, but he's a he's a Vegas boy. He's born and raised in Vegas. Um, they're playing the Anaheim Ducks. Then you got San Jose Sharks are going to be the Los Angeles Kings uh, for the Western Conference. So we'll have hockey every night. The first round will be on AT&T Sportsnet. After that, the second round gets all shifted to... um, The second round will get shifted to um, NBC Sports, where you'll have every other night 
you'll have uh, an East Coast game and a West Coast game. The next night you'll have an East Coast game and a West Coast game because they'll play every other night. And they're probably going to have games on like CNBC. Well, no, 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 no. The second round. No, the second round there'll only be two East Coast games and two West Coast games. So there'll be like Monday night will be an East Coast and West Coast, and Tuesday night will be the other East Coast and West Coast. But during the first round, like, for the first you'll, round, you'll get your local game. You'll get your local game, but they're yeah, they might have some on CNBC oh, or you got like three games going at the same time. It's phenomenal. And if you don't have split screen on your TV, you're kind of beat. You just change channels, like flip. Yeah, flashback. Flip back and forth. The flashback button. You I know, love it. Recent channel. So, did you watch any of the Penguin games? Did you cover any Penguin games? I haven't got to see any games. I mean, like I like I said, like if I if I hear it, I know about it. Like I could rattle off, you know, stats or like spit back like whatever Bob Airy said. But like I haven't been able to see many games, and um, you know, I don't I don't really have a sense for how they're playing right now. Well, so, so much of it comes down to the eyeball test. Well, so, so uh, what I've watched and got to see again, they're playing Columbus Thursday night. After you hear this podcast, this game will be over. Um, it's the uh, against Columbus in Columbus. The winner of this game is pretty much going to get uh, home ice against the other one in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Pens come back Friday night, which hopefully you hear this podcast before that game starts, because mm-hmm. um, you that means you listen to us during the day, uh, and they are going to play their final game of the year and also the final home game of the year, uh, regular season, against the Senators. And, of course, that's always a fun one because that's the shirts off their back night. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine's kid got one last year. Nice. It's quite awesome. Carl Haglund's. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, did he get Haglund or did he get Malkin? Either way. Either way. Uh, he's. I just saw on Facebook a picture of him with Haglund, and then I th- he might have got Malkin's last year. Either way, he got a shirt off the back. It was awesome. They, I, have you ever noticed whenever they do that, they don't pick like guys like you and me. Nah. They pick like little kids, older people, chicks, and whatnot. Guys like you and me don't get picked. They say it's completely random on how you get picked. I highly doubt that. Well, I mean, I wouldn't get picked anyway because like I hardly ever go to any games. Um, right. Out of I all the years, I sit way up high. Out of well, I mean, it's all over the stadium for the most part. Friends of mine they go sit up high, and that's where they got picked. But um, he's a little kid. Mm. Um, you know, out of all the years I did have season tickets, shit, I didn't get anything. I got an Eaton Park smiley cookie once. You know, once. You know, but here's the best part: whenever I did have my season ticket, and we were still in Civic Arena, I gave my one guy I used to work with was uh, always had a hankering to go see the Devils, and always go see the Red Wings. So the one year I gave him the tickets, and he went to the Red Wings game. So I goes, I don't know how to tell you this. And he goes, your section last night got picked for the free overnight stay at Nemecall Woodlands. Oh, God. I'm like, son of a bitch. He goes, if you want it, I'll give it to him. I'm like, no, dude, you went to the game. Go take your wife. Have fun. You deserve it, right? Huh. So the next season, he got the tickets off me. He went to the Devils game. He goes back. He goes, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what? Well, he goes, your section again got picked. To go to Nemecole Woodlands for the overnight wow. stay. He's I'm lucky. Like, so a bitch. I've got an Eaton Park Smiley cookie. Out of the years I had season tickets, I got an Eaton Park Smiley cookie. Uh, and, but anyway, here and there. Well, you don't need Nemecole Woodlands because you live here. 
And you can play golf at Mount Lebanon, which is close enough. I could walk to Mount Lebanon's nine hole. Yeah, you know, and there's a brewery after the yeah. course. This, you know? it's, this is it, you basically live in like a little Nemecolon woodlands of your own, like Mebo Colon woodlands. <laughs> oh wow, Mebo yeah. Colon. I mean, it's not great for nothing. It has its perks. It does have its perks. I got a lot of deer. A lot of deer. I got a chill cat. So chill. <laughs> um, power play still tops, but they have calmed down a little bit. The Caps kind of shut the door on the Pens against that on, on that Sunday night that Sunday night game. Um, the Caps were playing that stupid trap that doesn't matter what year the Pens are. It's been ninety one. 2008, 2009, or yesterday. The Pens cannot figure out that goddamn trap to save their life. Well, I mean, they're going to have to. Team, teams are going to start employing it against them in the playoffs. And, you know, what, what they need to counter that is speed, which they have. Haglin. They, they, they need to be able to break it out efficiently. And, like, yeah, like, it helps to be better on the power play and to not take stupid penalties. Uh, Broussard is still out. Uh, he did not skate today, so that highly means he probably won't play tomorrow. Um, so that's not good. I mean, we picked him up at the trade deadline uh, for a playoff guy, to be mm -hmm. a playoff guy. And playoffs haven't started yet, but we definitely could use him the last couple games of the season. Uh, now, the Caps in that game did show their hand a little bit. They showed their hot goalie, uh, Grubhauer. Grubauer. Grubhauer. Hans Gruber is what I call him. <laughs> Hans Gruber. Uh, Grubhauer, um, he's been the hot hand for the Caps going in uh, compared to, um, I can't say, what's his name? Holtby. Braden Holtby. Braden Holtby. Who the Pens have pretty much owned mm. the last few years. So Hans Grubauer. Grubauer is started against the Pens on Sunday. He kind of shut the door on them. Now I did listen to the talk here and there, and this, that, the other thing. With them showing their hand on that goaltender, does that give the Pens time to figure him out? Because remember, they ran into Tuka Rask. A couple years ago, whenever they had the best team on paper, and they just didn't, and Dan Bosma didn't play the lines right, but Tukaras stood on his head, and also he kind of was one of those fill-in guys. You get a hot goaltender, you 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 roll with them. Um, so they were saying a lot of them said they should have just started Hopi and then kept Grubhauer on the bench. That way the Pens didn't see him. That would kind of have been like the Caps game in hand thing. But here and there, the Pens record against the Caps in the playoffs is pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Pens record against the Flyers in the playoffs is pretty high. Uh, I mean, it, it, it could come down to literally the Pens could have to go all three series against the division team. Yeah, it could happen. It could uh, Highly unlikely. But it could happen. But I, I think Columbus is a good warm-up for Don't that. Don't watch, Matt. Columbus will be a good warm-up for that. Like, they play us tough. Um, they, they can get under our skin a little bit. But I don't think they can, like, hang with us in, in terms of, you know, offense, 
you know, putting pucks in the net, that kind of thing. So you, you take care of Columbus, and then say you do have to play the Flyers. Like, that can be another real chippy series. Like, they like to goon it up and get us off our game. Um, we've got some recent bad memories of the Flyers. When that many years ago that we had that series when... Uh, 2011. When when they had Yager. 2011, that was... 2011, uh, yeah. Two, well, yes, that's when Talbot... Yeah. That was when Talbot was there. Yager, Talbot. Yeah. We, we lost to them the last game of the regular season in Pittsburgh, and the Flyers stayed in town that weekend. And then the playoffs started in Pittsburgh the following Monday. That was a bad year. That yeah. Bad, and we, loved, very we, bad had, year. and we had a first round exit in five games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so, was, yeah, like that's a, that's a ghost that we need to. Maybe it's time to put that to rest. Yes. Um, I, think, I think a series against Columbus would set us up well for a series against the Flyers. I think, as far as like getting psyched up to play Washington, like you just do your job and it'll happen. It's the way it usually works. So, I've had this conversation with other people. I think you and I have had this conversation once or twice. In the event, the Pens have a early exit from the playoffs. Would you be mad about it? Can't be mad. No. Can't be mad at the Penguins. You, you have to wait until the games play out. Yes. Okay? Like, I mean... If they lose because, like, Crosby, like, skipped a game to, like, go join the circus, you know, then, like, yeah, I'd be a little mad. You know, if they, if they lose the series because of, like, a terrible officiating decision, then, like, yeah, you'd be mad at the refs. You know, if they lose because a guy who you grew to hate over the course of a seven-game series scored an overtime game winner, then, yeah, you'd be mad at, like, you know, I don't want to name names because I don't want to jinx it, but, like, whoever that person is. But, like, you can't be mad at the organization Not at for all. failing to three-peat. Correct. Like, if that were the case, like, everyone's going to have to just be mad at their team across the league. You know, all of North America is going to be mad at some hockey team forever. Because it doesn't happen. It hasn't happened since the Islanders. Islanders in the 80s. And those people are pretty mad about the Islanders right now. You know? It doesn't buy you unlimited goodwill to win, like, two or three Stanley Cups in a four- to five-year span. The Islanders won but four But it certainly around. lasts, like, uh, I don't know. You get a five, I say the Penguins get a five-year grace period. Does that, does that sound, like, too, like, too cut and dry? Like, yes, you need to wait and see how it plays out every year. But if they don't win the cup this year, like they've certainly put themselves in a position to be competitive. And if it just comes down to a bounce here and a bounce there, anyone who's mad is just spoiled. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad uh, of, an, of an exit, an early exit. Um, I would rather see a exit in the first round uh, or maybe even the second round. I would be a little ups- I'd be upset. I wouldn't be mad. Uh, I would be not mad, but more upset of an exit in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, uh, because you get built up and you get built yeah. into it, and like everything, you know, it's such a, it's so much of your life. And then I would, you know, then I would, even as a fan, it's like two months of your life. And I still wouldn't be mad about a Stanley Cup Finals exit without a win. I'd be highly upset. And maybe distraught for a couple days. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be mad to where I was like, 
you guys fucking suck and I'm not going to watch you anymore. Like, no. That's, that's just not, insane. That's save, insane. Save your vitriol for the nuttings. Yes. If definitely. you're not into baseball, um, save it for PennDOT. Okay? Like, <laughs> there are things in this state, in this city, in this county that are more worthy of your ire than the Penguins. And that goes back for, like, decades because they've, they've been pretty reliable for a long time. They have been. Um, I, I like it. I like the the matchups. I mean, we I mean, shit. We had to go through Columbus. What was it last year? The year before? Um, we had to go through, you know, some tough teams. Mm-hmm. You know, in that Senators series last year, going to Game Seven and double overtime. Everybody thought that, oh, like, God, they they, they they screwed up the seedings because like the Penguins didn't play the Capitals in the conference final. I, and, and we, we still and got we still a think- conference final that you know. Made you maybe want to like pass out or go take a nap at points because oh, it was dude. just too stressful. I, at some point in time, Amanda went downstairs and I think after the first overtime, she went downstairs and started like cleaning the basement because I can't be in the same room with you. Yeah, basement cleaning is what I do when I want to get away from like you know, <laughs> bad situations. You know, and I, well, because I'm up here intense in the game and going mm-hmm. like, Meh, and she's like, I can't take it. Like you're 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 over the top right now, and then. When Kunit scored that goal, I like banged on the door. I was like, "You can go upstairs now," and I like went out on the porch. I was like, "Yes!" Uh, my neighbors out on the porch like screaming. It was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it's definitely like I said, the last three peat was the Islanders in the '80s. They actually had a four peat. Um, the last um, big put together run was the Oilers in the mm-hmm. '80s. They went back-to-back twice, and they had, I think, two years in between the back-to-backs, or it was one year in between the back-to-backs. That was Gretzky. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was a stacked team. I mean, shit, Gretzky, Yari Curry, Messier. <laughs> I mean, you know, but anyway, the Pens, Crosby's, what? He's 8 7 is his birthday. So. He's 31. He's 31. Malkin's. 31, you know, Latang's 30-ish. They're all around 30. Russia, but yeah, but like, Malkin being from Siberia, like... <laughs> He's really 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, right, because like, having to like, live in the United States for the past few years, like, that's probably like, added so much time to his like, journey on this earth. It's like, compared to the average Siberian, like... And, you know, you know, a hockey like a pro career in Pittsburgh is like spending twenty years in Florida. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! So, uh, and you didn't get to see the game on. Did you get to see the game? You were off work on Sunday, right? Yeah, but I was commuting to and commuting and back and forth. And back and so forth, speaking yeah. about Russians and and age and whatnot, mm. Alex Ovechkin is so gray right now. Yeah. Dude, he's, he's so gray. He's got, like, that high forehead going on, you know, where his hair's, like, in the middle, and it's got the high forehead going on. He's still got this boyish, like, grin. He's got the boyish grin. He's but, got, his, yeah, his, but his that's partly just because his teeth are all, like, hockey down. He's so gray right now. <laughs> but, yeah, man, like, uh, it's like the only other the only other people who go gray faster in that town are presidents. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, it's so fun watching the uh, time lapse of the presidents from when they go into office to when they get out of office. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm waiting to see how Trump's going to look when he gets out of office. I don't know how orange goes gray. Like, Yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's I mean, just he, gonna go blonde. He, he's got a dye job. If he goes, yeah, well, he, of course he is, because he's like incredibly vain. But like, if he goes, like, I don't think he goes gray. I, I would see him just go white. He'll basically turn into Boris Johnson, who, if you don't know, is like the British like foreign secretary, who has I mean, pretty Bill much Clinton, Trump hair. Bill Clinton went white. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obama went from really black hair to heavy salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. GW went from. What's that? Uh, dark brown to heavy salt and pepper. Yeah, you know. Don't you think all these guys dye their hair though? I mean, no. You don't think Bush was like doing a little just for men, just so uh... he could look more presidential? And then once you're like a lame duck, it's just like who cares, man? My favorite. Like, I'm not gonna dye my hair anymore. I can't my, get reelected. My, my my favorite thing about Bush, his my favorite comment from Bush was, you know. He says, yeah, I, I, it was his last 100 days in office. He says, what are you going to accomplish in your last 100 days in office? He goes, well, my last 100 days in office, I know I can't be elected again. Um, I'm a lame duck president, but I'm not going to act, and I'm not going to be a lame duck president, unless I go hunting with Cheney. <laughs> uh, that was like my favorite comment yeah. from Bush. Yeah, because he, he never really gave a fuck. Like, he would just say whatever. But like, last 100 days, like, guess what, Cheney? <laughs> you shot a guy. Everyone's gonna make fun of you for shooting a guy. I'm not gonna have to wait until I'm out of office to join the, the you know, long line of comedians who have made Dick Cheney shot a guy jokes. I've done it. You've done it. <laughs> Officer, if the vice president can shoot someone, why can't I? <laughs> Well, I've never shot anyone, so I've never had to make that. Neither have I, really. So I mean, neither really. Wait, there's no gray areas, man. You've either shot someone or you haven't. BB guns? Come well, on, okay. didn't you play BB guns in the woods before paintball? No, nobody. Have, we never had enough BB guns. Oh, it was like, always... There might have been like one kid who had a BB gun at some point, but like you never had enough guns. It was always it. BB guns in the woods, and it was no headshots was the rule. Well, but, yeah, and no headshots, and no, no, nobody, no over one pump. Exactly. You know, that was, that, but somebody always had that goddamn Red Rider, which was automatically a two. Mm. I mean, but yeah. That's why you shoot your eye out. Exactly. All right, folks, we got this going on. So this week coming up, you got Penn's final push. Uh, by the time you hear this podcast, that game against the Blue Jackets will be over. Mm. Um, then they have their final home game uh, and final regular season game of the year against the Ottawa Senators. Speaking um, of winter sports, ski season is also in full swing. <laughs> be sure, be sure to get your turns in this week when we get our six to eight inches of snow. Yeah, and go to Snowshoe in West Virginia. Uh, yeah, don't go to Seven Springs or Hidden Valley because they're not Good that point. Shit. Good point. Um, while you're in West Virginia, do not buy a newspaper. Yes, do not buy a newspaper. Exactly. Uh, also, uh, the Riverhounds have a home game against the Toronto Football Club Two. Two. TFC um, Two. Yes, TFC Two will be at uh, two o'clock kickoff. At Highmark Stadium. Uh, the Buckos have the Reds in town all weekend. Um, please watch them on TV or at your local par and your local sports pub. And uh, just not at the stadium. Unless you get a free ticket. And, and if I, I, I'm still turning down freebies. Even if it does, what if you just go in, use the bathroom, get a sandwich, don't even go to your seat? I, I, 
No. No? I'm turning it down for okay. you. Right, well. Even if the Pirates go to the World Series this year, I'm not going to go to the stadium. Well, you know, like, nobody's going to be there to interview you about your motives. I know. So you're just basically, like, pissing into the wind. Hey. Which you could be doing inside the comfortable confines of PNC Park. You know what? A blind man once peed into the wind. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> um, and a donut with no hole is a Danish. There it is. So, folks, enjoy your sports weekend. It's Masters Week. Masters Weekend. Um, It'll probably be warmer in Augusta than it is here. Uh, so dude, turn on I already TV. watched the I already watched Crank the par three today. I watched the par three today. It looks so beautiful. That beautiful green and the mm. azalea bushes and all the flowers and dude, everything. All the, the the problem is though is this, they're in northern Georgia. Mm. I mean, in thirty seconds that shit could change. Yeah. I mean, I have family in Georgia, southern Georgia and northern Georgia. So I mean, who knows? Um, and uh, I was talking to Bryce's wife today. Oh, yeah. uh, she's she's out there planting her, her garden and so forth in North Carolina. And I was like, all I want is for winter and the snow to stop. And she gave me the comment like, my dad always told me that whenever you complain about snow, that you should have spent more time outside in, in the summer. I'm like, Alicia, I did. I'm cool with winter. I understand cold. But we're in the first week of April. We're expecting six to eight inches this weekend. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying to get my garden going. It's like, I'm trying to get my golf on. You're trying to get your garden going. And, ah, uh, it... <sighs> Mother Nature's a fickle fucking bitch. Sometimes she is. But anyway, folks, enjoy your sports weekend. Enjoy your sports week. We will be back next week uh, with another episode. And depending on Matt and I's work schedule, is if it gets out on Thursday or Friday... <laughs> It's pretty much what it comes down to right now because yeah. work sucks. It's busy, busy time of year for me because of the same stuff that we're talking about here. Hockey, uh, basketball, yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Baseball, full swing, full slate of games most nights. Um, Matt, soccer, Matt gets tennis. An, Matt gets an email and says, oh, by the way, um, we extended you a few hours because of the West Coast game. So mm-hmm. you're not actually getting done until 2 a.m. Yep. Like, and we still pod. Because we love sports. And we're still pod. We still love sports. We, we like to drink beer. We like to drink beer, but we do We like to drink beer, and this cat, this cat ain't hurting things. Yeah, but Stella's laying on my, my, my Stella's laying on Matt's lap. I'm like, yeah. is she gonna go to bed with me tonight, or trying to go home with you? No, she ain't coming home. I can't have four cats in my house. That's she already got three. Yeah, <laughs> Moses is enough of an issue. Yeah, like, well, I mean, Moses wouldn't care because he'll just find a corner and sleep, but it's. It's the laser wolf, especially, is very territorial, and I don't think he would like. He wouldn't even know what to make of a gray cat. I don't think he's ever seen anything but a tuxedo cat in his life. Anyway, folks, uh, follow us exclusively at Bold PGH Sports on Twitter, uh, at Bold uh, at Bold Pittsburgh on Twitter. Uh, we throw some stuff out there, and also on the Facebook, uh, Bold Pittsburgh. Uh, if you guys have some pretty cool cats. Shoot us like some pictures of tweet them. us your cat pics. Tweet us your cat pics. Like have them like in Pittsburgh gear. That'd be awesome. Or not. Cats are just always, just always welcome. Always. All right, folks. Thank you very much. You guys have a good sports week, and we'll be back at you next week. Yep. Hey, Ins. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. 
Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.
Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.